Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, one of the things uh, about a, a move of God, uh, one of the marks of a move of God is that uh, uh, it leaves you with an appetite for more. Uh, you, have, you don't have this sense of, I'm finished. You have the sense of, I want more. Because if this is the touch of God, then it, 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 it's, a, it's a good, a healthy sign. You know that God is moving when your appetite is stirred. And I think that's very much uh, uh, how I feel, how we feel. We've been even, we've had not had much time to rest because of uh, the, the schedule with the guests and everything. But um, I think something, uh, like whatever the clock was going this way, it has officially turned and is going this way now. I don't know if you feel it. We're like in a different space now. And uh, the appetite is very, very uh, uh, activated for something. Like I used to say, Africa rises is coming. But now it's like there's something, a new fragrance that God has around the corner. And um, uh, I'm just very, very blessed uh, about that. Uh, me and uh, Pastor Muse, we took uh, Pompey and Esther Chungu to uh, Lalibela this week because um, uh, we felt that it would be uh, good for them to just see some of the history. And they were very, very blessed. And um, I, I don't know if, you, if you've never been to Lalibela, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, I had never been there before. I've been to every place, I think, a historical site. But for some reason, I never went to Lalibela. And you really see uh, how Christ-centered um, the church was at that period of time, how the, the, there was a, a strong intentionality to put Christ in the center of everything. And I was so, so uh, blessed by that. I, I, I was not aware, you know, if you study or go into Ethiopian history, there's some uh, really interesting things mixed with some confusing things as well. But Lalibela sets the record straight, hallelujah. It's a real, real blessing. And uh, I was telling you on, I think, uh, during my message at Africa Rise that when God moves, he's responding to something. He doesn't just move, but like, this is that. And I think maybe that was, the, uh, this was something maybe Lalibela. Because gospel is everywhere. Jesus is everywhere. Like those people knew what they were doing when they were leaving marks and, and, and even the windows and uh, everything was supposed to preach Jesus long after they left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now that's a blessing. That's a blessing for the, the, the entire church. Amen. I'm the only one getting blessed up here. That's okay. So um, it's a, I think it's not just a season for us at Beza, but I think Madam Abala referred to it also. I don't know if you've been following. There's a revival in America at the university. Um, that what just came out of nowhere, and the Lord started moving in uh, in a university, and uh, they're still going, and it's spreading. And uh, you know, I think one of the things about the blessing of God or the the, the visitation of God, uh, we we cannot treat the move of God here or anywhere as if it's a movie. You know, you just watch and then turn it off when you're done. Uh, David, thank God, David did not have that spirit. David said, if God is moving anywhere, I'm going to be on the front row. And he was afraid of God because, you know, uh, um, God struck down uh, Perez Uzzah. They called the place Perez Uzzah because he touched the ark and he was afraid of the ark. And he put it in Obed-Edom's house. He says, I'm not going to touch the ark. But then he heard that the house of Obed-Edom was blessed. So he said, Arazaraf. 
And he went back, took the ark, and danced naked in front of the ark for the glory of God. But the point is, you know, if there's a blessing, I'm not going to watch. I'm going to get right in the middle of it. I'm bringing that to my house. So when we hear that God is moving in, in, in America, uh, uh, don't just say that that's nice. Yeah? Go get, get that ark. Bring it over here. Now, unfortunately, the U.S. Embassy will not accommodate all of us for, for now. There will come a time when this will be adjusted. Just give us one more Africa rise. We'll fix all of that mess. Yeah. But, but, you know, if God is moving, let's not be bystanders. Let's get right there in the front. Let's dance before the Lord. Let's not philosophize and try to theorize. No, no, no. When God moves, he doesn't wait for your approval. He doesn't wait for your opinion. He doesn't wait for your theological narrative. He just, he just moves how he wishes. And so we, we, we have not had a chance with the leadership. We haven't even seen each other because we've been busy uh, this whole week, but we are going to implement something. Uh, uh, we don't know what yet. We have started, uh, like, uh, the, the announcements came off funny uh, this morning because we're still haven't had a chance. We, we know we need to do something. So one person said three-day fasting. One person said 21 days praise. One person said uh, Thursday program. So for now, I think what we got is a Thursday evening prayer program. Uh, program and worship, uh, largely in Amharic for now. Uh, but we will be meeting this week and we'll be announcing uh, some shifts to our program just to stay in the presence of God, just to worship the Lord, just to do something with this appetite. Uh, amen? Can we say amen? amen. And uh, I, believe, uh, I believe the Lord will do something special among us. Go with me please to Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. says, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. I am your shield and your very great reward. God told Abraham, I am your shield and I am your very great reward. I think sometimes when it comes to this thing of pursuing God or seeking after God, the presence of God, uh, the, the, the concept gets lost in translation uh, uh, because we uh, tend to put our own uh, maybe desires or uh, uh, prayer items in the front of us as a means to pursue God. And it's, it's nothing wrong with seeking God for praying for all kinds of needs and requests. But I think this, it's very important that we grasp this idea of, of what God told Abraham. He said, I am your great reward. Could everybody say that? I am your great reward. Um, a reward is something that is given as, a, as an accomplishment. Like when a, an athlete wins, they put a medal around the neck and the medal is the reward. Amen? Amen? Or when Liverpool lifts the Premier League title, which is possible in Jesus' name. Yeah? It is a reward for work done. All right? It's more than a handshake. It's more than a clap. It's a reward. And what God is telling uh, Abraham here is that that reward is me. I am your reward. 
And I think it's important to make a difference and establish a difference between the, the reward and the blessing. Hmm? The blessing is what Abraham was given by God, but the blessing was not the reward. God told him, eh, the first thing God told him, I will bless you, I will make you a great blessing, and through you all nations of the world will be blessed, through you and your offspring. That is your blessing, but your reward is not your blessing. I am your reward. There is a difference. So when we talk about seeking the Lord, many times maybe we, we misinterpret that in our own a needy world full of so much things that we are, are aspiring to achieve and aspiring to acquire eh? that we call the blessing our reward. Uh, I've never had a testimony service when somebody comes to the front and says, praise the Lord, eh? the Lord has rewarded me with himself and sits down. It's always, I was sick and I'm healed. Uh, I, I needed a car, you know my car story. Who has not heard my car testimony? Abba has not heard my car testimony. <laughs> Bible Society family. Let me show you a true story. Maybe we can turn this into a new chapter of the Bible. I don't know. <laughs> true story. One day we needed a car. I took a plate from the kitchen. In Jesus' name. And I drove it around the house. Like a fool. Complete with stopping at the stoplight and everything. That evening, we had a car. Feel that jealous anointing spirit, yeah, yeah, the devil is a liar, that's my testimony, so that's a good testimony, it always gets hand claps, eh? whenever I'm preaching anywhere in the world, and I feel that the message is going south, eh? I just pull that car story, and revival breaks out every time, people start all around, the I did this in Rwanda, before I was done, people were just, hallelujah, it works every time. So if you're ever in ministry and you, you run out of uh, points or you forget where you were, just revival breaks out. Now, that's a great testimony. Eh? I, I, I did not have a husband. I was praying and God blessed me with that. That's, that's, that's an amazing testimony and that's a blessing. But all of these things are not our reward. He is our reward. All right? So we have to be able to distinguish what it is we are pursuing and what is a real value in our lives. Hmm? The blessing is always the blessing and God blesses by his nature. That's who he is. That's what he does. But our reward is not the blessing. He is our reward. So may the Lord open our eyes to understand. It seems like the reward is boring or, or that he gave us the second class blessing, you know. Like it's such amazing thing. I will, you know, the, the success, the Abba story, he didn't have shoes and now he, you know, all of that stuff and it makes people cry. But the real blessing, it, it's, it's him. And, and maybe it's not a case that that's not a great blessing. Maybe the case is that we don't understand what it means to have him. Maybe we don't fully understand. Maybe we need a revelation to understand what it means to have God as reward. Because God is a wonder. I would rather have God than any blessing. Yes. Because if you put on a scale, eh, for us, we always like the blessing because the blessing always hooks us up. Eh? We don't have to worry about rent anymore. We don't have to worry about our children anymore. You know. 
So we always, because of our crooked perception of things, because of a broken world that we live in, we associate the reward with the blessing. But the blessing is always the blessing. God takes care of his children. But he is our reward. Amen? Can somebody help me say amen? May the Lord give us... So when we talk revival, eh? when we talk move of God, when we talk, let us not lose focus. Uh, getting tripped up with the things when he has promised us himself. And actually the reason that God set up this whole redemption package, the whole purpose of the cross of Jesus Christ, the whole purpose of our adoption as sons, it's so that Ephesians 2.13, it says that, uh, um, that by means of the blood of Jesus, we who were once far away now have a new car. No, it doesn't say that. Eh? Someone put your hand down. I'm not, it didn't say that. Eh? It says, eh, by means of the blood of Jesus, we who were once far away have been brought near. The blessing is that there is proximity that we have with him. That he is here. That he is Emmanuel. God with us. Hallelujah. That God made a way so that we could have our reward. Not observing our reward from a distance, but having him with us here. Here. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. He is here. Praise the Lord. John 14 and verse 18. It says that Jesus speaking, he says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. May the Lord give us a revelation of what it means to no longer be an orphan. May the Lord give us a revelation of what it means to be near with God. Some people understood this. Moses said, you know, God said, you, I'll, I'll send my angel ahead and my presence will go with you. And, and, but as I, I just, just, he was so frustrated. God was so frustrated with the people because the children of Israel were not like Beza church members. Obedient, faithful, loving, kind. They were always complaining. And always fault finding and always upset at everything that Moses was doing. But not Beza Church. I, 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 I'm sending hints here and there. People are so, so proud of their pastor who, who really support their ministry. Yeah. Okay. God was frustrated and he said, I'll send my angel and my presence will go with you. But, and Moses says, no, no, no. If your presence does not go with us, don't send us up from here. In other words, Moses said, there is a promised land to possess. That's my blessing. But he understood that the promised land is not my reward. You are my reward. So if you don't go with us, don't send us out from here. We have no land to possess. We have no blessing to possess if you don't go with us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. David understood this. He said, he said one thing I desire and this one thing I seek. A new wife in the name of Jesus. Ha! No, he did not say that. He said, one thing I seek, hallelujah, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. It, I think once we have been touched with the goodness of God, it leaves us with appetite for more. Nothing satisfies. Nothing, nothing works. Uh, the Bible says, in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So see, there's a difference between the pleasures and the presence of the Lord.
The fullness of joy is not in the pleasures. The fullness of joy is in his presence. Hallelujah. So he is our reward. The blessing is always there. God takes care of his children. But the blessing is not our reward. May the Lord make a shift in somebody's heart right now. To cause us to pursue God because he is God. And not pursue God for what he can do for me. Or what he will do for me. Or what I hope he will do for me. There is nothing wrong with pursuing God for blessings and for needs. But understand that there is a difference. Between pursuing the blessing and pursuing the reward. He is my reward. That's why when Paul and Silas were thrown in prison. Having been beaten and thrown in the inner cells. They could still rejoice. It's because they understand that although we might not be blessed right now, we have not lost our reward. There is still more than enough reason to give God praise. Because He is my reward. And I may have lost a few things, but I have not lost Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, so uh, just today more, I don't know, just I want to encourage you, just, just prepare yourselves. Uh, we, we're going to discuss and ro rolling out some adjustments uh, of our program and we're going to spend some time seeking the Lord together uh, and maybe next week we'll, we'll be making some uh, announcements um, to do that, amen? Because uh, the heavens are already open, it's already raining, he, he's already here, you know, th things have shifted permanently, permanently, like we, we, can't, we, we can't go back because even if we wanted to, the door is closed. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. That's good news. Hallelujah. Uh, so, so one thing maybe I just felt as I was you know, preparing for today that I wanted to share with everybody. Because whenever we talk revival or a move of the Spirit of God uh, or whatever, which you know, we're comfortable with and we understand, but we have some experience. And, and maybe let me just share... Uh, something that we need to keep maybe as an anchor um, is, is that uh, sometimes when God moves he does whatever he wants and he touches people in different ways right it, it's the Holy Spirit's business and he, 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 he does what he wants he's God he's free to do whatever he wants however he wants amen um, but I think for me sometimes revival had been a little bit it seemed unfair for me because I was always the last one to get touched. I don't know if, if like I, I shared this in Amharic service, somebody came and gave me a hug, said thank you, I finally got this thing. Because like with me, we'll be all praying and seeking the Lord, hallelujah. And then someone on my right just gets blessed. Woo, woo, woo. And I'm just sitting there like this. And the one on this side, you know, like the heavens open and they see visions and angels and you know, like Sammy. And I'm just sitting there. Everybody around me is getting blessed. And I just feel kind of, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm praising God. But it feels like, you know, just, I'm just, he's, he's kind of bypassed me, you know. And then, and then, you know, if you're not mature, you go into that calculation. Well, it must be my sins of 1957. God is not blessing me because of that dark day when I did such and such. Yeah, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Uh, and so you start repenting. You're no longer seeking God, you're repenting, right? Or, or, or you think maybe I'm just not as special as so-and-so. Because everybody, and with me, you, understand, you have to understand, uh, like everyone around me, uh, 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 I have an eyewitness here, <laughs> everyone 
we, we know when the, we, we had uh, the baptism when we were youth minister, in youth ministry, and Kirubel is the eyewitness, like when the baptism was finished, there was no water left in the pool. It was empty. We had to put people down and, and you know, because as soon as they hit the water, the Holy Spirit started touching, they start flopping like fish and, and just, ah, yeah. we had to take them and put them on the side and they're flopping like fish and there's no water left for the next person. True story, eyewitness. Eh? See, he was the one that actually finished all the water. And it's so amazing, but you're like, I'm just here, like, flop, flat. So you can, you can fake it, you know, <laughs> if you want. But, but it seemed like God loves everyone more. But see, the, the, the thing that you learn, that I've learned over time is that um, when we're in the, 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 the mode of seeking the Lord or going after God, the touch of God should never be the focus. It is the wrong focus to focus on the touch of God. What we focus on when we're pursuing God is the love of God. For MA. Because for every move of God, the foundation, both the foundation and the destination, is the love of God. So everything that He does outside of that is extra. It's just, it's just maybe the person needed it for whatever assignment and however God wants to deal. Fine, whatever. Uh, let God do Like Saleh, thank God. Saleh, he, he sees angels. Like I remember he'll be seeing angels and I'm like, where? Where? <laughs> Show me angels. No angels for Pastor Z? Hmm? Uh, does that mean Saleh is more favored than me? Well, if it is according to touch, that's exactly how you interpret it. All right? But we don't interpret the move of God by the touch of God. We interpret the move of God by the love of God. We focus on the love of God. Because here's the thing, whether He touches us or not, whether He does anything from now on or not, uh, He has already done more than enough. Uh, the Bible says God demonstrated His love for us in this, that I touched you. No, no, no. He says God demonstrated His love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, that was our qualification. That was our contribution to the equation. Christ died for us. We have already been loved with an amazing love. I think that's why the writer John said, Behold what manner of love. Don't behold what manner of touch. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. That we might be called the sons of God. His love is beyond human reasoning. So we start with what we know. And we worship God for what we know, whether we sense His presence or not, whether we are touched or not. He has already done more than enough to be worthy of our thanksgiving, to be worthy of our praise. And as we focus in that, in that, in that, in that lane, He reveals to us more. Paul said that may, He prayed for the church that we would know the depth, the width, the height of the love of God. Not the theology of God. Not the doctrine of God. The love of God is beyond doctrine. I was teaching that in the day session at the, at the conference. The love of God is beyond doctrine. God is not defined in a doctrinal box. Doctrine has its place. It's good. It's helpful for our finite mind to put some pieces together. But God is much bigger than doctrine. God is love. God is love. And God so loved that he gave. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is love. So see, love is beyond, true love is beyond definition. You cannot box God, uh, the love of God. In, even, you cannot even put definition on the love that we have for one another. Like when that sister bought lunch for Pastor Sammy, it was an act of love. And once you, you know that you have hit the love zone where definition loses its value, you, you know that this came from the heart, not from the head. That's the difference. May the Lord, may the Lord help us to understand the difference today in Jesus' name. Uh, if you have ever been in love with somebody, um, you will understand that when you get married, for example, you sign the paper. But this thing is not about signing the paper. This paper is just a small token of what has already been expressed. It's beyond definition. You don't even need to write anything. You just know. Come on, somebody. Okay, you all haven't been in love yet before? Yeah. Uh, uh, when you're in love, even in a cloudy day, the sun is shining. Come on, somebody. Hmm? It makes no sense, but it's a sunny day as far as I'm concerned. Because I am in love. Hmm? When you're in love, the car breaks down and you have to walk, but you're just fine walking. It's a good day with a broken down car because you're in love. Things are okay somehow because your love is beyond definition. Love transcends time. Love transcends understanding. Love transcends calculation. And that's the love with which he has loved us with. So, so uh, it's a love relationship. And, and I don't know what it's going to look like, but we'll be announcing some programs. I don't know. Ne ne next week we'll be meeting probably. And we're just going to seek, seek God. We're going to see what, what he has for us next. We're not going to be seeking the blessing because the blessing is not our reward. We're going to be seeking him and his reward and, and see what, what he has for us. Amen? Amen, amen? amen. amen. I said a story in the... Amharic service that Abba wants me to share now. Okay, so, so I, when, uh, when we started our youth ministry, I, I started not as a pastor of a senior pastor, I started ministry working with young people. And uh, over the course of um, five years, I grew our ministry from about 30 young people to about five. And, and three of them... Three of them was my own family. They had to be there. Okay. So God was really moving. Amen. So because there was not much going on here, me and Saleh, we used to go and, and find wherever revival was, whatever God was doing. We had a big appetite. And um, I remember there was a, a, a pastor, a revivalist, who the Lord really used in healing. His name was Tim Story. And we loved Tim Story meetings. One day he called me and Saleh out of the crowd together. Like just the two of us. That's pretty cool. Uh, because we didn't know that we were going to, you know, yeah. So, uh, Tim's story meeting, and there was a lot of people, but I knew the usher was a friend of mine, and he said, oh, Zeb, you know, come sit up here, and he put me on the front row, right there, during healing service. Tim's story and, and me, right there. Healing service. Anointing power, fire of the Holy Ghost, right there. And I was so excited, you know, and I just was, and, and then he started ministering, and then the Holy Spirit, he starts walking back and forth and calling out things, and it's just such a, a blessing. And he walked all the way down here and turned, and then we locked eyes. Just like that. And I said, Jesus. And he said, 
Zeb, stand up. And I said, Jesus, he knows my name. <laughs> I've never met him before, you understand? We don't know each other. He says, God is going to use you. He's going to touch you. He's going to use you in a mighty way. I mean, he, he just touched me. I just, I just felt. I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit that made me fall or just the shock that he knew my name. Either way, I'm going down. And while I'm on the ground, I'm crying, complete with all of the, the, the blessing of the overflow of the nose. Uh, I was crying and rolling around. And the thing that was blessing me, I'm thinking to myself, he knows my name. God, you told him my name. You are a great God. You are a mighty God. You know my name, but you told him my name just to show me that you know my name. And I go, go through the verses. You know what God told Jeremiah? I have called you. I've known you by name. You know, all the name verses, you know, I, I have called you by name and you are mine. Oh, Lord. That's the, I said, oh, Lord, you're so good. After about five minutes, you know, I, I got to clean myself off. Clean. And then I saw I had a big name tag <laughs> right here. <laughs> it says Zeb. <laughs> <laughs> and, and realized that I just wasted all of that that's not I wasted all of those tears and uh, but then you go back to that calculation well I guess you don't really love me because he saw my you know all of that stuff my point is whether we sense his, you will feel different varying degrees of his presence based on the work that he's doing. But whether we sense it, whether he touches us, whether he visits us or, or whether he just, by, he has already done enough. We start with what we know. We praise him because he is love. Everything else is extra. Amen. And so we're going to be baptized in the love of God. I don't know what it's going to look like. Eh? Just get your seatbelt ready. Uh, we're going to pursue God because we tap into what God is doing. I'm not going to see revival over there and say, oh, that looks so cute. Turn the TV off and go back to business. No, no, no. Let's just tap into that. Let's bring the ark over here. Uh, let's bring the ark of whatever God did last week over here. Hallelujah. And let's just continue pursuing God. Amen. I'm, I, I want us all to stand up, please. God blessed us with a, an amazing conference. We give him praise. We thank God for what he did. I'm not belittling what God has done. We're so grateful. But beyond what he has done, hallelujah, he is our reward. In spite of all of this, it's still a blessing to be saved. It's a blessing to be his child. So, so uh, I just want us to take a moment. Uh, I think uh, we have maybe just a few minutes just to worship the Lord. Uh, just put him in. Let, let's take our place uh, in the throne room of God. Where the elders and the 24, 4 and 24 are bound. Just, just worship him. Give him thanks. He's already done more than enough to wor be worthy of our appreciation and our thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you love him today just because of him. He is our reward. <laughs> he is our reward. Everything else is just extra. We love you, Lord, tonight, today. We worship you today. In spite of everything, Father God, both good and bad, you are still our God. You are still our Father. We worship you. Just lift your hand and talk to him just for a minute. Make it personal. Hallelujah. Make it personal. Father, we love you today.
this is not a lecture i'm not a professor and you are the students no this is the family of god coming together in the presence of our father hallelujah it's a blessing to be yours it's a blessing to be in your presence father god oh we bless you right now we glorify you right now hallelujah hallelujah how we love you today father god how we love you 